We are here in beautiful Glendale, Arizona, the White Sox training base, wrapping up Fantasy Camp Week, about a month away from spring training. And joining us now is Tom Pachorek, former White Sox slugger and now a White Sox broadcaster at times, fills in now and then. And Tom, welcome aboard. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Rich. It's nice to see you again. I, I see that this Arizona weather is really agreeing with you. I'm thinking about moving here myself. <laughs> well, I'm, I feel like 51 out here instead of my real age, which I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Uh, I, talking to Ron Kittle and a few of the guys involved in this camp, a labor of love for you guys, right? Oh, it's fantastic. You know, I think this is about number 30 for me. We started in Sarasota very meagerly, and then we went, uh, we moved with the team. It's always a spring training site. So we moved with the team to uh, Tucson, had a few there, and now uh, since the team moved to Phoenix at Camelback, which is great, we've um, been doing our camps here. And the last few years have been with the Dodgers. So it's really good um, to get back, uh, you know, to have both teams here. So we get, you know, to see guys like Steve Garvey, Nomar Garcia Parra, Eric Carroll, and, and guys like that who are old friends. And, uh, and it, I, for me, it's great because I was a Dodger at one time and also right. a White Sox right. guy. Steve Sachs, the same. And same with Ron Kittle. So uh, it's it's good to see these guys again, and I think the collaboration is really good. I think the uh, the fans and the people that are here are really enjoying themselves. Well, the amazing thing about it is, no matter what your age, you're still involved with the uniform. You got the uniform on, and you're out there in the field. So it's it is a, a fantasy. You know, it's amazing, Rich. There's a lot of guys over here that have played a lot of baseball. You can see it. I mean, guys, well, there's some kids out here that are. Yeah. 30-ish that can really still run. And there's some guys that are pretty good hitters, too. Yeah. And I wouldn't go on the mound because they would kill me with a line <laughs> drive. But, you know, at my age especially. But there's a lot of guys that are really interested in the uh, playing aspect of it. And they know fundamentally that they're pretty good. And mm-hmm. the games are close, too. And that's all we need right here. we got two White Sox teams. And uh, five Dodger teams here. So we're kind of playing uh, at least one game a day. Usually, no, two games a day uh, with an off day in between. But, boy, it is really a lot of fun. But it's amazing. You know, I feel like it's the second day of spring training. I'm just standing around doing nothing. And I'm sore. So I, I can't even imagine how anybody else well, join the Join the club, I'd say. That. Let's talk about this ball club. A lot of talk about Machado, the big mm-hmm. news. But uh, what's your state of affairs here for the White Sox going into this season? Well, I really enjoyed it. You know, I did nine games for the Sox, so I'm quite familiar with them. I'm a big Jason Benetti fan, too, I think. You oh, know, yeah. I, you know the thing with Hawk last year, you know, I, being able to say goodbye to Hawk at the last uh, day's ceremony was really a big event for me, but uh, uh, Jason is going to fill in vi- really well. He's, he's a great announcer and a great young man, too. But, uh, yeah, the White Sox are interesting. You know, the, if all this great young talent comes to fruition, uh, I think they could be competitive this year. You know, Cleveland is still very good, but they're on a the, on a decline because they're they're not a big market right. and they're not going to be able to afford all these guys for X amount of years. So I think this is the time for the Sox to strike. And if acquiring a Manny Machado uh, with the rest of the guys that they've uh, they have in that lineup, that could be a big boost to the team. But my only apprehension would be who's going to be the starting pitchers and who's going to get people out early in the game. It looks like they're trying to. Uh, you know, uh, settle up that uh, the bullpen, especially in the late innings, and uh, it looks like the moves that they made have been quite. Uh quite good, but uh, I think the, the first five innings might be the telltale thing for the White Sox this year. I think the pitching is the key, obviously, is a long way to go with that, but you know, you raised a good point, Tom, about uh, striking. The Indians are with some guys, free agency, whatever, and you know, maybe the White Sox change their thinking on, let's go for it a little more. Well, no ki- Yeah, and you know, Detroit is not going to be a strong team. I don't think Minnesota is that good uh, 
either. And Kansas City is certainly on the downside right now. So this would be a, a good time for the Sox to contend. And maybe, you know, if, if Cleveland isn't healthy, well, they've got a lot of young, great players still. But they, I don't know if they have enough backups. And if their pitching staff has any injuries whatsoever, that would be a time for maybe to, to contend with them. Even though, you know, you'd have to say that Cleveland certainly would be the team that should dominate in the American League Central. You mentioned the pitching. Last year, Giolito had good moments, bad moments. Lopez had a pretty good year all the yeah. way around. So there's building blocks there. Rodon had uh, started strong. Uh, what's your assessment of that? Well, Rodon has got to be the number one guy for me, Rich. I think that uh, he's got the ability... You know, he's got that Steve Carlton-like breaking ball. You know, when, the, when I first saw him pitch, when he was really on his game, I said, wow, this guy's impressive. But the thing for uh, Carlos is he's got to stay healthy, and he's got to start 30 ball games a year and be the guy that uh, stops a slump. And uh, the other guys rally around him because he's been around a long time now, and it's time for him to be that number one guy to hopefully replace uh, Chris Sale. You know, that's going to be hard to do. do. Uh, One guy that came around on last year was Anderson, the shortstop. Uh, Had a bit of a slow start, worked on his play on shortstop. Looks like he's wrong. That's what they want. want. Well, Timmy is a great athlete. I'll tell you what, he he can uh, run, and and he has all the essentials to be a a five-tool type guy. You know, a guy, but he's got to pick up the average a little bit, but he's got power for a shortstop. My goodness, he's got his much power as more shortstops in the league but of course that that's a position that there's some studs out there too mm-hmm. but Timmy can represent the Sox very well over there and I think uh, with his speed he could really enhance the ball club and, and, and be a guy that uh, can either hit in the top of the lineup if he gets the walks or at the bottom of the lineup and, and actually drive in some runs and use his power What did you see from Moncada? He's got to be able to make contact. You know, that's the thing. Uh, you know, those 200 strikeouts, to me, are unacceptable. <laughs> I know in this day and age of sabermetrics, everybody says, well, we don't pay much attention. Uh-uh, not me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm still old school, Rich. I will, I will take that to my grave, I'm sure. And I'm not a sabermetrics fan, but I don't like seeing guys striking out. I want that guy to be able to move runners over and uh, get them in from third with less than two outs. Those kind of things, that, to me, are much more important than launch angle and hitting X amount of home runs Well, uh, where the strikeout tells you. you know, and, the, and the Sox definitely have to improve on that. You know, you when you set a major league record for strikeouts yeah. by a team, that's not good. Right. You know, and you know the chances of losing that's are just enhanced by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a contact guy, and I, I I don't know what's wrong with a single. I don't know why right. these guys won't settle for it anymore. But that's that's pretty much my position on it. Single or a walk. What are your plans uh, for the rest of this before camp? For camp, for the, for you stay out here. Or what do you? What do you? Oh, just survive the camp and then go back home. <laughs> I live in Georgia now, okay. uh, Eatonton, Georgia, and uh, um, well, that's warm, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's nice. It's mm-hmm. nice. So uh, you know, but uh, uh, you know, play a little bit golf and and things like that. But nothing, not a whole lot. Play with the grandkids. Yeah. Got eight of them now, and wow. uh, yeah, so that's fun. They all live in the area, so that that's mainly my uh, my objective, and and hopefully next year to be able to do some games. Right. For the Sox, you know, in in the event of anything, sure, uh, you know, if Stoney takes some time off, or uh, or Jason needs a, needs a day off, or, or or something like that, I'd be happy to fill in because I love working for the working with the Sox. I love the organization, and, and and they're the only team that I could ever work for again. But to be honest with you, I'm just so indoctrinated into uh, into the in, into the White Sox and their philosophy and and the good people. 
in the organization that, that these are the guys that I'd like to be around. Well, you're a lot going for you. The fans know you. You had a lot to the broadcast, obviously. So we'll see you around the block. Thanks, Rich. Great okay. seeing you. Okay.